Hi everyone, you're listening to Latinas with Masters podcast. Like and subscribe and comment down below. Thank you for listening. Latinas with Masters podcast is a culturally minded podcast created to inspire, empower, and educate nuestra comunidad and future generation leaders navigate the hard knocks of higher education. Hosted by me, Christina Rodriguez, founder and creator of Latinas with Masters, MBA graduate and future doctora pursuing my doctorate degree in educational leadership, and on a mission to master diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging in the spaces we all live, work, and learn all while embracing and preserving nuestra cultura. Like and subscribe and follow Latinas with Masters on all social platforms. Thank you for listening to Latinas with Masters podcast, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Christina Rodriguez, founder and host of Latinas with Masters. And today's special podcast guest, I have my dear friend, Miss Kelly Diane. Uh, this beautiful lady is a straight up superstar. And wait until you get to hear all of Miss Kelly Diane's accomplishments. She is a marketing director um, in property management, aka apartment marketing. So me and her are in the same industry, in the same space as um, a marketing director. She is the founder and designer of Kelly Diane Designs, and she is a certified women's empowerment life and mindset coach, um, helping women entrepreneurs get out of their own way. And she is the regional VP for Crown for Success, which is the largest women's empowerment, empowerment network for soulful CEOs. So without further ado, I would like to welcome you, Ms. Kelly Diane. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to um, do this podcast with you and, and to share my story with, with the world. Awesome. So let's, I, I definitely want to tell people how me and you met, right? Yes. <laughs> and I think it's so important you guys understand and, and get the vibe of this background and this friendship that we have because <laughs> Kelly and I met last year pre-COVID, you guys, we're talking about the cruise ship that was carrying the COVID virus was in the San Francisco or it was in the Oakland port. Okay. It was on its way over to us. And um, Kelly and I attended an apartment industry um, conference with apartment list through our mutual friend, um, Marina. And I know Marina for a long time. She helps me in my business with apartment marketing. And she's also a dear friend of Kelly. And so Marina introduced us together so we can be, um, you know, um, just kind of be with, with each other during the, the conference because Marina was going to be, you know, in the conference and, and helping out. And so she um, introduced us and we were at the apartment list conference and we were just getting to know each other. And it was just amazing of, how many things we were doing at the same time. It's like yes. our universe definitely we had to meet because everything aligned, right? From yeah. the platforms we were creating to the industry that we were in, to both having our master's degree, to both amplifying, you know, the women of color, entrepreneurship and um, education. 
and it just didn't stop there. And so Kelly um, and I continued uh, to be friends and we were just communicating and, 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 you know, just calling each other and checking in on each other, holding each other accountable. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I was uh, starting Latinos with masters, Kelly was definitely my supporter. She was definitely my, my dream team on, on the back end that was just like, you go girl, or you do this, or you, this, you know, this is what I'm doing over here too. This is definitely that this is something that needs to be talked about. And we can definitely go into detail with that. But the reason why I also wanted to uh, introduce you guys to Kelly Diane is, is to also um, hold myself accountable of the commitment that I made with regards to Latinas with masters. And most recently I actually um, had a friend of mine um, who I am going to school with and, you know, wanted to refer me to Latinx students, right? And I said, of course, absolutely. You're more than welcome to refer them to me. I can help them in any way that I can. Um, But his question was, well, what about men and what about Black students? And then I said, of course, you know, absolutely. I would love to help everyone, right? But then I also realized that maybe my message wasn't as clear, right? Because I definitely want to create a diversity and inclusion platform um, for students of color, for Black students to amplify their voices, not just on Black History Month, but all day, every day. And um, and put into light their achievements or accomplishments, and then also the areas that they need help with, right? I definitely feel that black and brown students, individuals, communities, we're definitely an ally with each other. Um, There isn't no competition. There isn't that black is better than brown or brown is better than black. You know, I definitely feel like we are at a time in our society that we need to be unified. Um, it's happened during the Chicano movement, definitely happened during the civil rights movement, right? And so it should yes. be no different for that to happen in 2021. And so with that being said, I was absolutely excited that Kelly um, said yes. If not, I would have harassed her. Um, <laughs> not literally, but I would definitely be on her DMs, right? Like, can you do it now? Can you do it now? Um, I definitely wanted you guys to meet her because she is such a sweetheart. She's such an amazing friend. And I'm so blessed that me and her were able to connect and, and, and create a friendship. But without further ado, I will stop talking. I can talk forever. And I definitely want um, people to get to know you, Kelly, and where you're from. Because I'm from the Bay, but you from the LA area, girl. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm attracting a lot of LA folks here. So yes. definitely tell us where you're from, if you're first generation, if you have any siblings, like let us know about your familial background. Okay. All right. Well, again, thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this. Um, I think that LA LA and the Bay, we have some connection. There's just that connection, something about Bay Area and LA people. We just, we just vibe and connect. Mm -hmm. Um, So for me, I was born in Pasadena, born and raised in Pasadena, California. Um, I grew up, I went to a predominantly white school, um, all the way through high school, but um, mainly through kindergarten to eighth grade, I was at a predominantly white school. There, I was one in four black kids in my class, um, two girls and two boys, and that was it. Um, I, um, my mom and my brother actually both have their masters um, in my family. So, and then my dad has his um, his bachelor's. Um, so education was something that was very important to my parents 
and they stressed, you know, stressed to us that that it's important to have an education. Um, they had us in all kinds of activities. They, you know, <laughs> we weren't allowed to just sit at home and do nothing. They had us in, um, I was actually in a group called Jack and Jill and it was for uh, black kids um, and young adults. It was, went through to, to um, high school, but um, it just helped us come together as a group um, be able to talk to do we had conferences um, we learned about you know the black colleges um they just gave us the tools you know that we were needing to go out into the world um and that's something that uh i think was really good um again it was it was educational and it just you know most of us were going to predominantly white schools so it helped to be with um people of a color and black students you know and help you know through our whole journey of school and we're all still friends and our parents are still friends. So I think it's important to start young and start kids and stuff like that. And, you know, just always keep them educated. Um, and then I, let's see, so went to school, predominantly white school, and then I graduated. I, um, after I graduated, I went to a um, Pasadena City College for about a year and I, and I was working at the time too. Um, and then I, after maybe a year, a year and a half, I transferred to um, uh, Azusa Pacific and I was going there for a while, I actually got a scholarship for singing, um, but then realized that's not really the, the path I wanted to go on. And um, I still was working. So I found out about University of Phoenix where I could attend at night and still work during the day. Um, so that's kind of what, you know, was perfect for my schedule and worked for me. Um, and then from there, I got my bachelor's degree in human services. And then I continued after I did that, I wanted to be a, um, I actually wanted to do, cause I was for like counseling and um, for marriage and, marriage and family therapy. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I, um, did that and then I wanted to get my master's and I actually uh, started my um, my uh, master's program in Mar MFT, Marriage and Family Therapy. But at the time I was working, my mom had gotten sick and so I needed to help with her and work. So I decided to change and um, what I was doing now is I was working in human resources and human resources and management. So I decided to do a double master's in human resource management and management. And that's kind of the path that I took. Um, it was a long path and there, you know, it was hard with working and, you know, trying to balance everything. But um, that's kind of how I got into where I, where I am and with my education and everything. So, you know, I have follow-up questions. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I figured that. And then, no, and that's great because then, I yeah. mean, it tells our listeners up front, right? Like, wow, she mm -hmm. just continued to go to college and college mm -hmm. and college and where does it stop, right? But right. you had a great um, influence and from your parents, right? Who are um, yes. educated who are black and educated, right? Because that's also the mm -hmm. perception, right? Of people of color don't have their degree. So you saw that from mm -hmm. a very early age from your parents and your brother. Yes. Um, and so when you 
let's just back up a little bit. When you decided okay. to enroll in Pasadena City College, mm -hmm. what did you uh, want? Or I guess my question is, what was your earliest memory of wanting to go to go to college other than seeing your parents, either, other than it being instilled in your household and having these experiences mm -hmm. with Jack and Jill, right? Which is amazing mm -hmm. because your parents saw the need of a black girl, you know, that mm -hmm. needs additional influences, right? In the world and society. And so they enrolled you in this program, but then, so it's almost like they were able to control that environment, but then you can't control mm -hmm. when you go to city college, right? Or, or a university. Right. So tell us right. what was the earliest memory of you wanting to go mm -hmm. to college? And then what was your expectation when you started Pasadena City College? Okay, well, I think uh, thinking back, um, I think a memory is my um, mom's best friend. She was a social worker. And I think just hearing her talk about the stories and about helping people and, you know, what she did and her, you know, her journey. And they would talk about stories about when they went to Cal State LA and, you know, they're just their stories of how, you know, their college life and, you know, and studying and doing all this stuff. And for me, I was like, you know what, I want to, you know, I've always wanted to help people since from a young age, I've always wanted to, I thought I wanted to be a social worker. So I always looked up to her and just was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. So I am going to have to go to college. I am going to have to continue my education after high school if I want to be successful, not a successful social worker or whatever it is that I, I want to be. So since I was a young girl, I always um, knew and looked forward to that, you know, being able to do that and kind of be out on my own and not in the controlled environment. I'm sure I didn't know <laughs> that I was in that environment. Exactly right. so it was controlled, right? But, you know, but just to, it was just something that I always was like, oh, I want to go to college. I, you know, it sounds fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, that's, that's kind of where I, but I do remember thinking like, okay, well, I have to go to college if I want to, you know, have a, a career. So you said you went to an all white, um, you know, K through eight, K through 12, um, mm -hmm school but how did Pasadena City College meet that expectation were you was it also predominantly white as well or was it a little bit more diverse it was definitely a little bit more diverse which was nice um mm -hmm. and even the high school when I switched and went to high school my high school is more diverse even though it was a private Christian school it had more diversity and mm -hmm. most of my friends were black Armenian Mexican you know like it was more you know definitely more diverse um and I liked that, but Pasadena City College for sure was diverse and that was good. It was, and it didn't feel weird. And I think it didn't feel weird is because again, growing up, I had friends that were diverse. I was in all these different, I was in sports. I played soccer all the way through to almost until 12th grade. Um, I was in choir. I, you know, I had different, you know, I, I experienced different um, mm -hmm. groups of people and, and I had a very diverse group of friends. So I think that did help, even though I went to a predominantly white school, mm -hmm. I had my extracurricular activities and family and friends that were not just all white. So it definitely, it definitely made a difference. But I think going to the city college, it was definitely a big change also because it was big. The classes were bigger too, mm -hmm. where, you know, in, in, in a private school, we had like 20, what, 44 people in the entire class. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think in my high school class, there was a little over a hundred. So it's a big difference to where you can be in a class of just a hundred at a city college, you know? Exactly. So like yeah, but seminar. I did write a <laughs> seminar. Exactly. But in definitely, definitely very diverse, which I like. So, so girl, talk to me about the singing scholarship that I did not know about. I, I know when I said that, I was like, oh, I might not have told you. 
Yes, I um I was in choir since gosh, I don't even remember when I started choir. Well, kindergarten at school we started from kindergarten and then my choir teacher at Polly was actually the choir director for the Los Angeles Children's Choir. So okay. she was about fifth grade, I think that's when I joined the choir, fifth or fourth grade, and um joined that choir, traveled with them actually. Um all around the world, which was great. Um, and then when it came time for school for college, Azusa Pacific, they had a um, scholarship, you know, you, you tried out for the choir, but you um, also had to, um, I had to go, I remember I was so nervous and I had to go in, in this room and this guy was just like, okay, here's a song, sing it. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, I, I kind of got nervous, but it actually gave me a scholarship, not a full scholarship, but it was yeah. A, some money towards a stepping my, stone um, for sure a stepping stone exactly um and so that's how I got into Azusa or that helped me with my um education at Azusa Pacific um and when I got there I totally I didn't know what I wanted to do still mm -hmm. I kind of thought about communications but I still had the, the social work on the back of my mind and then that's when I kind of found out more about the University of Phoenix and their mm -hmm. program and their human services program where at Azusa Pacific, just the courses that they were offering didn't really, weren't really aligned with where I wanted to go in my, you know, my plan. So that's mm -hmm. why I left and then also and went to University of Phoenix. I definitely feel that everybody goes through a phase in their young adult life when they're like F school. Yes. <laughs> like, I don't want to do this. Anyways, yes. because I definitely went yes. through that phase and I was going mm -hmm. to I went from Foothill College in Los Altos Hills to Skyline College. And then I moved out on my own and lived with my boyfriend, who's now my husband. But I was yeah. questioning college. I'm like, man, I don't yes. feel like I fit in here. It's predominantly Asian and white in Skyline. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, there's Latinos too. But I definitely did not feel like I fit in. And so then I decided to take a break. Um, I was working full time, you know, at, at a bank. And okay. I enrolled in University of Phoenix as well. And I was like, okay, well, maybe this is like the professional side. Maybe this is something, you know, I work with in finance anyways. And I work in professional, you know, individuals because I was in that environment all the time, right? You see all these people mm -hmm. depositing big amounts of checks and having their own businesses. So I was exposed to that at a, you know, at a very young age, you know, making 20 an hour, right? Who in the yeah. right mind is 20 an hour as a bank, as a, as a, as a personal banker, right? Of course, you're going to be like, I don't need school. I already make 20 an hour, right? Yeah. But I went to University of Phoenix and then it sounds like you definitely felt, you know, went through it and graduated. I still was questioning it. I was like, well, then maybe this is not for me because then I started to realize I did want that college experience. I did want to hang out with my friends and occasionally ditch class, you know, to do <laughs> extracurricular activities. And, <laughs> right. and I felt like University of Phoenix gave you that professionalism up front. And I was intimidated because mm -hmm. I felt like I didn't fit in the classroom, you know, like you definitely right. had people who already had degrees or been in a professional mm -hmm. field for so long, right. That they're going back to school, you know, rather to reevaluate their career or advance in their career. And then here is a 20 year old college student you know, talking about business. And I felt like, what, like, what am I doing here? And so I, I took a couple of classes, like the general ed English. Mm -hmm. And, but I definitely had to reevaluate myself and said, okay, if I go back into community college, I need to find a space where I fit in. I, I, I started to have expectations and criteria. Mm -hmm. And so 
I decided to go to City College and then I, I definitely felt that commitment there and, and I felt welcome there. So when you finished University of mm-hmm. Phoenix, you were working mm-hmm. in the daytime, going to school at night, right? Mm-hmm. Um, how was University of Phoenix over there? Because I know I hear in San Francisco, yes. like I mentioned, it was very like business oriented. <laughs> like how was it out there? They have one in Pasadena or in LA? Yes, yeah, so they have one in Pasadena. So for my undergrad, um, it was, I remember the first day going to class, it's like, like was it twice a week, I think from like mm-hmm. six to 10 p.m. Exactly. And I remember getting set next to, um, a girl Maricela, I remember her name because I'm still friends with her. And um, they put us in groups because each week we had to do presentations. Um, and that was that was a big change for me. Wait, too, what's her last name? Um, Lopez. Oh, Lopez. Okay. Right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's her last name. Yeah. <laughs> I, think so, yeah. I was like, I know yeah. Marcella. Do you know? Oh, <laughs> that would have been a small world. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So she, um, so they kind of put us in, in a groups. And I think for me, I wanted to back up a little bit. I don't know if I should, I don't know if I shared this with you, but I did take off. I think like after University of Phoenix, there was a little bit of time where I wasn't going to school. Mm-hmm. Where I was like, I don't know, you know, I mean, sorry, not University of Phoenix, Azusa Pacific, where I wasn't going to school and I was trying to figure it out. And then I was like, well, I still have to work. And so I was like, that's when I found out about University of Phoenix and I could do Got it. it. Right. Yeah, they are yeah. more oriented towards right. a working individual right. working student. And that that's something that I do like about University of Phoenix right. is because they right. know that everybody has day jobs. Yeah, yeah. And they need to make the commitment at night. Right, right. Yes. Um, so sorry, going back. So then we, you know, we had the and it was gonna be the same. And they basically told us these are the same people you're going to be with throughout the whole program, which was like mm-hmm. two years or something like that. Like you're gonna this is who you're gonna be with and this is your group. And so we had a group, we kind of just formed a group of these girls, and so we were each other's support system. Um, we, you know, when it was time to eat, we would like go run to CPK and get, you know, like someone would get all the orders and someone would go drive because, you know, you only had a little time for dinner and, exactly. you know, we just, we, we formed this bond. And then of course, throughout the program, people start, some people left and then some of us stayed and there was four of us that actually stayed through it. Actually, Marcella did leave, but um, we, we stayed friends and mm-hmm. she joined back again. But um, so I think my experience with that was that um, because I made that bond, it helped me because I think that, um, and I knew these people and we went through the whole program together. That was what helped. So it's like you still had, and I was still going on to the campus. I wasn't doing the online. So it's like oh, okay. I was seeing people, I was having interaction. I did do, I switched to online at the end of my master's. That's when I did online, but it worked for me better because I didn't have time to go in. But um, yeah, so I think that's where, um, and it does, you did have people that some people had already, like you said, they were already in their career. They were already, you know, there's a lot of, you know, which was a little intimidating, but then there's also like, okay, well, she's doing her thing. So I want to do it. You know, then that kind of pushed exactly. me. Yeah. And I think I had better grades there than, um, than I did when I went to um, Pasadena City College and Azusa Pacific. I think also because if you failed the class, you had to start, you had to take it again and you had to pay again. And it was a lot more money than, you know, paying for units. At, uh, uh, exactly. Or, yeah. There's a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that also was like, okay, I don't want to do this again. And I don't have to back up all these, you know, all this um, money. So I think that's what helped it. So my experience was, um, I liked the experience um, and I liked doing the presentations each week. I didn't during the time, but now I think that's helped me, you know, mm-hmm in the future but um yeah so that was kind of that's so that's where you got your bachelor's degree in human services right yes in human services yes okay and with the intention of wanting to be in counseling wanting to be mft mm-hmm. right 
So right. talk to us about after you had your bachelor's degree and you know you were looking into this field, mm-hmm. what research did you do or or how did you decide to go back to get your master's and what research did you do to prepare that? Because a lot of people also mm-hmm. feel intimidated of of the you know of a master's program, right? And they feel that mm-hmm. it's it's a lot more difficult and uh, how do I get in and, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, and, 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 right. But yes. some programs are a lot easier to get into, you know, mm-hmm. and others just are a little bit more, just like anything else. Yes. Um, so talk to us about that journey. Okay. So after I got my bachelor's, um, I was still working at the same property management company, but I was like, you know, I need to, there, I was like, whatever, I, anything that I need to do as far as counseling or MFT, I'm going to have to do hours. I'm going to have to, and for, and for, doing MFT, I definitely had to have the master's. Like I couldn't just do human services and go into counseling. Like I was going to have to get the hours mm-hmm. either way, either if I did MFT or if I just did counseling. So I knew that I was going to have to do more school and I was going to have, you know, certifications or whatever it took. Um, and I learned that from my bachelor's, from being in human services, there's a lot of people in that, in that um, degree field were going into counseling or you know or MFT so they kind of told us about it and then the girls that I was in the group with um I think a couple of them was one of them two of them were teachers um so they had they were going to go on they had to continue and then um I knew I was like you know what if I want to I've done this and I I made it through and it was kind of like okay well if I can do this then I want to keep going Mm -hmm. you know I just I kind of got inspired to keep going and so that's kind of what I did and just kind of you know reading articles and just hearing people in my class talk and that's kind of my research that I did and then just um from fans friends and family that were in the field you know so it was kind of an inspiration for me to just say you know what you know what? let's just keep going and you kind of have to I just felt like to further my education and to do what I wanted to do, I was going to have to continue on and get a master's. Like there was no workaround, there wasn't any fast track. It was like, you had to get it. Yeah, yeah. And then I was set. And with me, like when I'm set on something, it's like, I'm gonna, yeah, that's it. Like Mm -hmm. I'm set, I'm doing it. No matter how long it takes me, I'm, that's that's And that's something that I know from you early on, girl. Day one, (laughs) I knew that. She's very committed, you guys. So. Remind me, where did you get your master's from? So I did, I continued at, I was looking at other schools. I continued through with um, University of Phoenix. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, I continued with them because um, one, I knew the program and two, they were offering online. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think at that time, cause work was kind of crazy and I'd had my business. I had started my business by now, the Kelly mm-hmm. Dine Design. So I was like, I don't have time to go to a campus. So it worked out for me. I knew it was going to be a lot of work. I knew there was going to be some sleepless nights, which there were (laughs) with Mm -hmm. papers due. And, you know, um, it was difficult because even with, you know, we have groups, it was different group. It wasn't my same friends, my same group. And you're dealing with people all over the United States. So the time zone, that was the hardest part, getting with our groups and getting, you know, get like you would be someone in DC, there'd be someone in California, there'd be someone in I don't know, New York. And it's like, okay, like, how are we going to get all of our time? So that was very difficult. Um, You also had some group members that weren't, that didn't do any of the work, but that also was, Mm -hmm. yeah, we're not committed. And so that just was, that was a little frustrating, but I was like, you know what, I have to worry about myself and you know what I can do. And I put in my work and I put in my time with the group and 
um, you know, I just had to keep going. So that was a different experience than undergrad for sure. And then being, you know, even at, um, when I was at Azusa, when I was at PCC, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think I was as focused there. Also because at PCC, all, most of my class, like half of my class was, went to PCC too, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so it was friends, you know. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And then it sounds like, it sounds like you like, definitely like to be in, in an environment where you need to have a strong mindset, right? Like you have yes. to have, you know, commitment and, mm-hmm. and once you're given the information, you know, they're giving you that liberty or, or that freedom to, to take it, right? And then mm-hmm. apply it as needed. So with your master's program, mm-hmm. because you had mentioned Kelly, Kelly Diane Designs, and a lot of people don't know how much you're slaying the game right there. <laughs> tell us how, once you're in your master's program, tell us how it helped you in your current job, because you had, you said you were HR management and management, right? How did the, the courses that you were taking, and you maybe you want to talk about an experience or, or mm-hmm. a class, how okay. did that help you with your current job? But then how did it also help you elevate uh, uh, Kelly Diane Designs? Because I always tell people that undergrad, you're checking boxes. You just want that piece of paper, right? And I'm going to say this every podcast, you guys, so it gets into your head. When you get into your master's, you're now applying what you're learning into the real world, right? It's not of yes. this foundation of knowing. It's now the fi- the foundation of applying, right? And mm-hmm. so I definitely want you to talk about how the masters helped you, you know, with your current job and with being an entrepreneur. Okay, um, definitely with my current job. So my current job at this time when I got my master's, I was um, assistant to HR. And I was a portfolio supervisor. So I was supervising buildings and, you know, making sure everything ran, ran well. I had employees, I think I had nine employees under me. Um, and so that helped with this um, human resources and management kind of goes, human resources, management and management went hand in hand um, because I was dealing, you know, with all the, all the employees of the company being, you know, assisting HR, but also my employees. And so it helped me manage them better. There was tools that they gave us and, you know, and dealing with different personalities because I had nine different personalities, not one was the same. And that's a hard thing to do. Mm -hmm. And um, so that really helped. And then when I transitioned into being marketing director, I was, I was um, (laughs) managing many (laughs) over 20 people. Landlords. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) At the buildings and they were different personalities Mm -hmm. and, um, and you're going to have that. And so it helped with, with getting my master's in those fields. It would help so much because it helped me manage people, help me deal with different personalities that helped me know that this person, you know, maybe if you've got to do this with someone that you, it won't work with this person, but it'll work with that person mm-hmm, as far as mm-hmm. managing them and how you talk to them and how, you know, just dealing with the everyday, you know, and then also with coworkers. We have different personalities there. So you're dealing with a lot of different personalities. So it even goes back, even undergrad, the human services helped with all of this too. So I think definitely the whole journey, but the masters helped a big, like it was a big help. And it really, I'm like, okay. And then it would be, you know, I deal with a certain kind of person. I'm like, oh, I remember that personality type in class. You know, like I would remember certain things or, you know, like certain ways to talk to people or certain words to use. Mm-hmm. And with that being said, it ties into dealing with now going into Kelly Diane Designs. I was mm-hmm. um, dealing with vendors. I'm dealing with people. I'm dealing with, um, I had to build my audience. So it, it just 
won the master's program and um, it helped me kind of become, uh, become who kind of, I guess how I want to say is just dealing with people and being more comfortable with dealing with different types of people. And mm -hmm. as far as like, even in my business, dealing with different manufacturers and their personality types. And, you know, I was dealing with people at the beginning, I was dealing with people overseas too, you know? So that was a different, and there's just barriers and stuff that I was able to break because I had that, those tools that mm -hmm. taught me how to do that and how to really deal with people and manage people. Because even with um, my company, I'm managing like my, you know, my manufacturer, I'm, I'm, managing him and telling him what I want and how I want the purses made or my products made and mm -hmm. you know and stuff like that and having to be on top of them because you deal with you know people oh it's not ready oh it's not this oh I, you know and it's like okay you have to you have to kind of manage them and let them know what you want and how you want things um so it also helped give me the confidence to be able to do that because before I did the master's program, I probably wouldn't have been able to do that. I'm very shy, mm -hmm. even though people don't believe that. <laughs> and mm -hmm. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but um, I think that just education and dealing with other people, and it's really has helped me in all aspects of my life, in my, you know, nine to five and in my business. And I like, I like the combination of human services and management in HR because human services, I mean, I don't know too much about it as far as being exposed to that major, but just with friends and, and, and a lot of the Latinas with master followers, you know, they're into that, you know, human mm -hmm. services, counseling, MFT. My sister graduated in psychology yeah. and is actually just completed her hours for 3000 oh, hours, right? Congrats. Uh, yes, to be licensed, sure. right? Submit her Ooh. application. And so I noticed that with that type of degree, it definitely helps you be more empathetic, right? Like you're able to yes. understand at the human level of humanity yes. <laughs> of yes. how to understand, like listening. And, and I learned this a lot from my sister and from my friend, Christina, listening to understand versus listening to respond, right? Yes. Like if you're listening yes. to understand, then you're just, you know, you're just, again, you're just listening. You're trying to understand the person, whatever that problem they be, right? And then finding, you know, the proper way to communicate. And there's people that just listening and they're already waiting for a response because they want to go ahead and just, you know, be tip mm -hmm. or tat. And that's not what this is. <laughs> mm -hmm. so, so I can see why in your, in, in your, your choices of, of majors and the way that your personality, I can yeah. definitely see you, you know, as a counselor, as MFT, because like I said, you're a sweetheart, you are yeah. shy, you know? Um, and, and, and again, I feel that University of Phoenix gave you that foundation of human services but then going into your master's and now you know doing management in hr definitely gave you the confidence right definitely gave mm -hmm. you that boost of like oh okay i know what i'm talking about like i know you know what i'm doing and the fact that you had that experience working in property management and mm -hmm. working with landlords um and dealing with those difficult situations right it allowed you to mm -hmm. now apply right these theories and and the way that you communicate with people right it gave yes. you that that much more experience and a lot of people don't know how hard it can be to manage apartments a lot of people think that it's just oh well i just pay rent and <laughs> there's something fixed you know you need you need to fix something in my apartment but when a resident calls the office right <laughs> and and asks for a work order a maintenance work order with if it's your washer dryer your water heater whatever it is right that property manager has now has to turn around and call, talk to the maintenance guy, 
and talk to the vendor mm -hmm. and talk to the regional manager. And that's all on how you manage that, right? It's all on yeah. how you communicate that. And there's mm -hmm. times where my maintenance guy didn't like the way that I talked to him because he had so mm -hmm. many things to do and he doesn't have time to go into an apartment, right? So I had to learn how to manage his emotion, manage his mm -hmm. workload and give him a priority, right? Of like, okay, well, right. if you're just turning over an apartment and the resident doesn't move in until seven days, but we have a water leak in an apartment, we need to shift our priorities for today and deal with the water leak, right? That's, that's one way of managing it. Then he goes in there, can't fix it. Okay, now I got to call the plumber. The plumber's like, you're not the only, you know, client that I have today, right? So now I have to manage that emotion and that communication of trying to get him out to your apartment to try to fix this leak. And then on top of that, because I know the resident now has an inconvenience of a water leak, now I have to talk to my regional manager of how can we compensate this resident? What can I do for them, you know? And then call you back and now manage another emotion. Of, yes. I'm sorry the plumber couldn't come or let me give you a couple of, you know, days of rent credit or mm -hmm. let me give you the key to the laundry room because your laundry, you know, washer is not working. So as you can see, management yeah. definitely goes hand in hand in apartment yes. management. Um, yes. And so, and, 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 and that's what I'm saying, how we aligned because we understand that we both have right. worked on the other side of right. front facing customer service, mm -hmm. right. Where we have mm -hmm. to deal with those issues and oh, I'm yeah. definitely getting my master's during that time. Yes. And my MBA, because honey, let me tell you, 19 years old, getting into apartment industry. Yeah. I had a lot of pride. I was the, don't tell me what to do. I know what I'm doing. You act <laughs> like you know everything. And I didn't, I didn't know anything other than maintenance because my dad was a maintenance guy. Yeah. But as I got older, as I got into the industry, as I, as I was growing in the industry, it wasn't until I got into my master's that I said, aha, mm -hmm. this is why my manager made that call. This right. is why the company is going to this direction. This is why, you know what I'm saying? So like it yes. gives that, that understanding of business decisions of the bottom line. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it definitely helped me manage, uh, people's emotions and, and, and mm -hmm. behaviors and expectations way better, you know, like, yes, I mean, if, definitely, I wish I, I was able to apply those skills or at least I had access to those tools early on, but those experiences made me the person I am today. I can right. tell you guys that I can manage a building who has bed bugs. I'm going to tell you that right now. I yes. had uh, a building that had 20 bed bugs, 20 oh. apartments that had bed bugs at the exact same time. That was probably the hardest thing I've ever had to manage. Yeah. And now I already know what I need to do because with, your eyes I, closed. Yeah. with my eyes closed, it sucked at the time. But yes. I was like, and then working in a rent control building, I was like, okay, not only can I do it in a rent control building with all these policies from San Francisco, I can do it. Right with one apartment or 20 apartments so right right <laughs> you know exactly exactly so and then that's what i'm saying it's just like it's just so refreshing sometimes to hear uh to have someone to be like oh my god i have somebody to talk to oh my god you understand what i'm saying oh my god you have your masters oh my god you're a woman of color oh my god it's just like you know the fact that we don't have too many of us you know it right. makes us stronger together right it does and then so 
then you came up to me with like, oh, and I'm on a, I'm, and I'm an entrepreneur. I have my own design. And I'm like, what? And she was showing me, she was wearing it. I mean, she had her, I mean, <laughs> she was just slaying the game when we're at our apartment industry. And when we first met, just real quick, before we go, we go into your Kelly Diane, mm-hmm. it, what's the first thing I said when, when we first met? I was like, girl, I need to go get a michelada and I need to go buy some coffee. <laughs> yes. <and> I left it. <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> And I mind you, I just met her five minutes in yes. the lobby. Like in the lobby. occasional LinkedIn chats. Hey, here's yeah. my text. And then I meet her and I was like, girl, this is I, I think they're gonna give us alcohol later. I need alcohol like now. So let's let's go to the store. Yes. And we're gonna go to Marshall's around the corner and we're gonna get some earrings for me because I left it. Because I felt so confident, I felt so honored that Marina invited us to this exclusive event right at a party yes. yeah. and you had to be invited um to this to this event and they had like a whole it was like two days or three days yeah three days, planned two event days yeah. in san francisco and one thing that i was very confident on is wearing my red lipstick yes wearing my curly hair and wearing my hoop earrings girl hoop, and that's something yes. that i was like i need to have my hoop earrings like today yes you you (laughs) Um, were serious yes I was serious yeah and you know and even with that event a lot of people didn't look like us but it's okay because we we were with a a group of great people you know they were definitely very welcoming welcoming very accepting absolutely right but it also I, I felt like it also like me and you I felt like we were just as um what do I want to say as qualified or mm-hmm. we needed to be there just like a- everyone else right Agreed, the yes. color of our skin yeah. whatever but we mm-hmm. are in the industry we have experience you know we're marketers in this industry and we definitely have something to bring to the table you know right. that's yes. what I felt and even yes. when we were having the 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 conferences or the little mini workshops and people were asking us questions or we had a question I can tell people are looking at us like what I didn't right. That. Or they would come up to us after, right? And be like, mm-hmm. you have a business card? Like, yeah. I definitely want to pick your brain, right? And yes. these are individuals that did not look like us that were asking us, all. me and Kelly, for advice on marketing apartments because, yes. you know, we come from very progressive cities, right? LA and San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And maybe they were yeah. like in the Midwest or they're in an area that maybe, maybe are not as exposed to marketing data or marketing information. So, definitely coming to San Francisco was an experience for them. Right. And, 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 Mm -hmm. and I'm glad that they had that opportunity as well to, to meet us, (laughs) the experts of marketing. Yes. So tell us what Uh made you decide on starting your own, uh, your own, your own business, because that's something that I also was starting, right. I started Mm -hmm. my bail of marketing and we had imposter syndrome. I definitely felt like, well, I'm not a marketer or, or I do apartment marketing, but like, how would they know if I also do marketing on the side? Like, what if they don't right. accept it, right? You always have that experience. Mm-hmm. So tell us about Kelly Diane Designs. Okay. Um, well, growing up, I did not like purses. I did not like handbags. My mom would try to get me to wear one. I, I hated it. I did not want anything to do with it. Probably about when I was 18, 19, um, one of my best friends, she 
she was really into purses and like coach and you know all the name brand stuff and then um but also um so so she got me into purses and then now I was like matching purses with my clothing and doing stuff like who is this this is not like where did I, where did this person come from um and so like friends knew that like if I were to give them a gift for the holidays or their birthday they were getting a purse you know I was always giving everyone handbags and purses um I started going downtown LA where you could get the like I uh, hate to say this, but back then, the knockoffs, um, you know, girl, like three for, knockoff, yeah, three for 20, you know, or whatever it was. And, and it got to the point where my mom was like, do not bring another person in this house. So I would sneak them in, like, <laughs> you know, I was, cause I was addicted to purses. So mm-hmm. finally I was like, you know, what, what if I made my own? And I have no background in like design or anything like that, but I was like, mm-hmm. I need to make my own and have people wear those, you know, cause I'm always wearing everybody else's and, you exactly. know, so so my same friend that got me into the purses, she was like, oh, well, my husband works with um, someone that um, this, this guy works for my husband and his dad designed purses. He's been doing it for years. And she's like, I can get you his info. I'm like, okay. And actually before that, for a year, I had tried to find manufacturers. I was talking to people in New York and, and all over and it just didn't work. And the pricing was not, you know, cause I also didn't have money. So I'm like, okay, how am I going to do this? So I just kind of started saving up. Um, you know, money on the side. Um, and then, then she told me about the, you know, the manufacturer. I called him and I said, hey, um, I'm just gonna, I have some drawings. I'm not an artist, but I have drawings of some purses that I want to design if I can show them to you um, and see what you can do. And he's like, yeah, here's my address, come by. And I remember telling my god sister and possibly one of my best friends like, hey, this is the address. Cause I was kind of nervous cause I was like in his house <laughs> and I didn't know it's his garage, you know and I'm like, I'm driving, you know. <laughs> 40 minutes to meet this person but um it worked out um he I, I gave him my pictures and then like a week later he had the purses and then I was like oh like I have to keep going you know I can't stop now um my friend that I also grew up with and went to church with he was a graphic designer and I told him what I wanted was my name Kelly and my middle name Diane um with angel wings on it um the side and so he sent me a sheet of all these different designs I found the ones I like picked it and then I was like, okay, from here, now I got to keep going. And mm-hmm. I just really researched. I didn't know what I was doing. I just really Google was my best friend, <laughs> finding out how you start a business, how you get licensed, how, you know, what you do. And that's how it became, I started Kelly Diane Designs. And what's, and what I always tell people is you just have to start. Once yes. you start, then what, you know, you, you get excited. You're like, oh, okay, here, you see your design on paper. And now you, now you're seeing yeah. your logo. Now you're getting registered. Yeah. Your permit. Like you start seeing all these things coming together. And then you start thinking, at least for me, it was like, what was I scared of? Like what what was I it's almost like you're scared of your own success or you're scared of your own uh fear for some reason, right? But once I started seeing everything together, I also reached out to my friend from elementary school who ended up having he ended up working like at a graphic design company that designed um uh what was it it was for video games and okay. so but he also did logos and so i i said hey i'm gonna yep. charge you for a logo i paid mm-hmm. him an installment plans right yeah and yeah. then i got my logo and i was like oh yes. my god this is so exciting it's and exciting so, you know just and all, all i did was start i said you know what i'm just gonna yeah. do it like what's the worst that can happen right yeah but we have we're we're conditioned as women and we're conditioned mm-hmm. as, as women of color yes. that 
we're not supposed to be entrepreneurs, right? We're not supposed to be right. business women. We're supposed to be employees. We're supposed to be mm-hmm. under someone all the time, right? Mm-hmm. But for the fact now that we're our own bosses, you know, mm-hmm. and have our own company and can make our own decisions, right? Right. Those experiences working at other companies, yes, it gave us experiences of how not to be. Yeah, <laughs> it right. gave us experience of how I will not treat my employees, of how yes. I will not treat customers. So right. it was a blessing in disguise because now I feel that me and you both have, you know, a master plan. Like we have an outline of how mm-hmm. we want things done and what those expectations are with vendors, yeah. manufacturers, yes. you know, with whoever we come in contact with because we've been in those experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you guys definitely, I definitely recommend for you guys to um, follow Kelly Diane Designs um, and check out her designs because she has purses and like, I think you have like clutches, you have handbags, mm-hmm. you have Handbag. face masks, right? Yes. Like yes. definitely a, a variety. I know there's more coming soon. Yes. Uh, so definitely reach out for that. But I also want people to know about me and you, we, we talked again around the time when George Floyd happened, right? Yes. And yeah. we reached out to each other. We were in, a, mm-hmm. in, a, in another conference, an apartment industry conference as well. And, you know, it was definitely a safe space for us to, mm-hmm. you know, just to discuss the current events that were happening. But me right. and Kelly decided to uh, follow up with each other after the call. And we did that and we were, I was just starting Latinas with Masters. And mm-hmm. um, so actually this, this conference was months after George Floyd, but you know, yeah. I had the idea of Latinas with Masters and, you know, then Kelly tells me, oh, you know what, you know, this is what's going on here in Pasadena about, mm-hmm. you know, um, black students at, at my old high school. So please, please mm-hmm. talk about that because I was just so inspired and I was mm-hmm. just like, if it's happening in Pasadena, it's for sure happening all over America mm-hmm. with Black students not feeling welcomed or or mentored or guided, right, mm-hmm. during high school and after high school. So let's yes. so, uh, talk to us about that. Um, yes, so um, the school that I attended, we um, there's a group of uh, you know black alumni, and we um, kind of got together and we were talking and just um, because I know during the time of George Floyd, all these schools came out with um, dear such and such, dear school, whatever the school's name was, dear you know I think even USC had one like all these schools were having and it was stories of um, black students and 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 other um, other minorities. Also, but um, they were talking about what they've experienced at school, at the school, and this one of the schools I went to, they had that, um, they had a lot of stories, and just even from growing up, stuff that I've experienced, friends have experienced, and then hearing students are still experiencing it now, um, we got together, and, you know, we were like, what can we do? We, we did many Zoom, we did Zooms with some of the alumni, trying to figure out what we can do, we want to be able to mentor these students and help them and um, let them know that, you know, it's going to be okay and that they can get through this. Um, uh, you know, and noticing that the turnover was a lot of black women. That was, you know, that was something that stuck out to me because I left the school um, and, uh, you know, for certain situations and certain reasons. And I feel that um, there's other girls and other women that may have experienced similar experiences 
And um, a lot of us, we just were like, we want to come together and mentor them. And we're all in, you know, we're all professionals, business professionals. A lot of us have our own businesses. Some people are working for big city, you know, companies in the city and, you know, just a, a variety of different experiences and different, um, um, different um Industries. Industries, mm -hmm. thank you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Industries. So we're like, let's come together and really mentor these kids and, you know, and then work with the school and, um, you know, uh, talk with them and talk with the headmaster and talk with, you know, the parents. And is there something that we can do, you know, to um, be there for them? And so we are going to continue to do that. And we um, are starting to do that. And I think it's going to be great. And that's something that I just, I've, I've always wanted to do this to mentor people and mentor, especially young women, um, you know, um, and help them and know that, you know what, you, you can keep, you can do this. And um, you know, we're all going to have different situations, but it's just how we handle them and how we react to them. Um, it makes us stronger. It's sad that it's very sad and you know and it's too bad that it is happening but it's just better now that people are speaking up a bit about it people are being more vocal and so everyone is seeing that this is something that um we need to work on and we need change and we need to mentor these these students and you know help them through these situations mm -hmm. it's hard it's not easy <laughs> and do you feel comfortable sharing that platform what that platform's called um, we didn't really have a name yet, um, but uh, it's in the works. It's in the works. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so I can let you know. Absolutely, because I definitely feel that um, I, I do have a lot of followers that are in LA, and so I know that maybe you'll be able to like collaborate with them or partner with them um, with you oh know, yes these, these efforts. And so, but what I love what you said was you know, it's all on how we handle them and how we overcome them, right? And mm -hmm. as a Black woman who was a Black girl that went to school, you know, in this area is mm -hmm. now showing the example of, hey, you can do it. You know, I had a similar experience, but I did not let that be the obstacle as to why I couldn't achieve what I wanted, right? right. And I'm a firm believer that you don't necessarily have to go to college to be successful. Again, this mm -hmm. is just a path that me and you took. Right. I know a lot of successful people that do not have a degree that, like you said, are professional women in different industries exactly. that have come up, right? Um, yes. But with that being said, if someone is interested in education, in higher education, that mm -hmm. there shouldn't be any obstacles for them to do that. Um, and I think that's right. the message that you and and other alumni are saying is if you choose this path you shouldn't have lack of information on how to get into college right or right. to attend historically black college or to go into mm -hmm. community college or to get a job or to get an internship whatever that particular individual wants to do there shouldn't be lack of information especially from the school you know that it's supposed mm -hmm. to be there to guide these students at this you know adolescent time right so right. i love how it took a group of alumni women to be like you know what f that <laughs> mm -hmm. we're gonna change it and this is what we're gonna do and they're gonna have to listen to us because we're not kids we're adults you know right. and sometimes right. kids feel vulnerable i know i felt very vulnerable when i didn't like something and it's just like well mm -hmm. who's gonna listen to a kid you know right. but right. the power of social media gives you that right it mm -hmm. gives you that platform to say, hey, this is what's going on. Hey, this is what we're experiencing. Yes. Um, this is what I want to know. 
And so right. that's why I created Latinas with Masters. I know that's why you have your platform because, mm-hmm. you know, it, we're, we're changing that. We're no longer asking for permission. We're no longer waiting right. for a company to do this. I don't need a diversity department. You know, like I am the, di- right. I live, diversity. you know what I'm saying? Right. Like we are right. diversity, you know, like yes. you don't got to tell me how life is out there. I know how life is out there, you know? Yes. And I can yeah. also share with you other women or other BIPOC and Latinx individuals who are having this experience, right? It's not something mm-hmm. that's always going to be in the books and it's not something that's always going to be on TV, but everyone definitely has a story, right? Right, right. So another thing that I want to transition transition with you about um, is Crown for Success. Now, oh, yes. if you follow my page, you know that I <laughs> repost this girl's uh, postings, and I would look like a stalker if I <laughs> every single post. <laughs> so good. Um, so, talk to us about that because I know when we when we first when we first met, we talked mm-hmm. about it. I think right. it was starting or you were yes. in the flow of it. Yeah. Then we talked about it after George Floyd. Yes. And, you know, you were just like, "I want to do it. I want to do it." And I was like. Mm-hmm do it girl what you waiting for like, I'm gonna call you like the next call better be that I joined or that I right. did it or that you know whatever it is right and then literally within like a couple days I remember you text me and then you're like yeah. girl, I'm in it I'm already starting and I'm like that was fast like okay you know? right and then I'm seeing all these posts on Instagram and I'm seeing you doing these IG lives so tell us about mm-hmm. uh the crown for success the empowerment network right for okay Soul. yes I love that yes. Um, yes. And tell us about what motivated you to become a certified woman's empowerment life coach. Cause that's big girl, because yes. I mean, before we get into it, I know that mm-hmm. there is a stigma on, on mental health. There's stigma of mm-hmm. therapy, right? There is a stigma mm-hmm. of just confiding in another person of like, mm-hmm. Hey, this is what I want to do, or this is what I'm going through. Right. Right. And and sometimes we just depend on our doctor or we depend on somebody mm-hmm. else for our happiness or to give us resources, right? But mm-hmm. then there's women like you who are like, hey, I'm here for you. This is what I can, mm-hmm. you know, this is what's out there. And so right. I definitely want you to talk about that because I feel like everybody should have an empowerment life coach on their dream team, um, <laughs> whether it's education or through work or personal goals, right? So talk yes. to us about that. Um, okay, so oh, about oh, over a year now, it was October 2019, I believe, 20, uh, it was a year, over a year, a little over a year, um, I uh, started the RVP, the Regional Vice President Program, um, our training with um, Crown for Success. Um, again, like you said, it's the women's, um, the largest women's empowerment network for social CEOs, um, we offer coaching programs and training for women to help them become the best, you know, boss lady that they can be. Um, when I joined, it was at a point where I was like, I, what am I going to do with my business? Am I going to continue? Like I need to grow Kelly Diane Designs, you know, I was just kind of trying to figure out also what I'm doing with my work, my, you know, my nine to five. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been following um, Wendy, the CEO for a long time. And finally, um, she had posted about, you know, do you want to be a regional vice president? And I was like, you know what, I need to find out more about what this is. And I, you know, you go through an interview process to see if this is the right program for you. 
And it was, um, Jahan is who I talked to, who was the VP of the company. And just as soon as kind of like how when you and I met, like we clicked right away and we just started, it was like more like not even an interview, it was like having a conversation with a friend mm -hmm. and I just met her. And, you know, we were talking about it, the poem was right for me and this program really takes you, like it really digs deep into who you are and what you believe and what you want and what your niche is and your business. And, you know, so it just really like broke down to like, you know, and it just made me realize that I am on the right path. I am doing the right thing. I need to keep going and moving forward. And I have all these women and a sisterhood behind me. I mean, I talk to these, we, we have WhatsApp. So we're on there. I talk to them daily, you know, and it's not just about for success it's about life they you know they support you you know and we'll say like hey we have a podcast like I'm going to share this podcast with them so they can all listen and you know so it's just like we we support each other and it's a group of women that are supportive and there's no there you know there's no mean girls and if there is they get removed you know there's no tolerance for that and that's what I like because you know you know just start, that's how life is there are a lot of girls out there there are a lot of mean girls there are even family and friends that don't support you and you know and they'll you know and they'll say things so it's just it was it was nice to have that and so I was in there and, and doing stuff with them and doing some podcasts with them and then you know it um made me think like I you know I need to reach out to you know I want other women to know that they too can do you know follow their dreams and believe in themselves because that's what I had to do so when the option for becoming, you know, going through the certification to become a woman's empowerment um, coach or to become a life, or become a coach, I was like, oh my gosh, do I want to do this? Is this something I want to do? I talked to you. Mm -hmm. um, and then I, and it was just, something happened. I don't remember. I think um, I was kind of going back and forth. I was praying about it. And then Jahan, who actually was the one that interviewed me, she messaged me like, hey, just when you see, are you interested in this program? I'm like, you know what? That's a sign. Mm -hmm. I just talked to you about it. Then she mm -hmm. sends me a message because I was going back and forth. Like, do I message her and say like, hey, can I find, because, you know, find out about the program or do I just, you know, just concentrate on what you're doing. And right when that happened, I was like, it's a sign and I have to do it. And, you know, I'm like, you know, my story is you know back when I wanted to be a marriage and family therapist or a counselor I thought I did but turns out that I realized like it's not that because and that's I'm an empath so that you can take on a lot of people's emotions and stuff and that can get mm -hmm. a lot but I was like you know what is there something else I could do and it's coaching because mm -hmm. I have a lot of friends and family they'll come to me like hey you know I see you doing your business can you help me with this or you know mm -hmm. people I've had people even women I don't know message me like hey you know I like what you're doing and, you know it's like you know what I can I can help people you know, I can do this. This is something, you know, that I enjoy doing. I love seeing, I, I always say that there's room for all of us to win, you know, um, and you know, like that whole mean girl thing where it's like, you can't sit with us. Like my mm -hmm. model is that you can sit with us, you know? And so I think that's what I like doing. I just love seeing women feeling, you know, that feel empowered and know that they can take that leap of faith and they can be whoever they want to be you know, they can follow their dreams. Um, and, you know, it's their dream. It's your dream, not anyone else's. And so that's kind of where I was like, you know, what? I'm going to do this. I want to empower people. I want um, them women to be able and the people to, you know, believe in themselves and know that they can do it no matter what, no matter what background you come from, no matter if you have education or you don't have education, you mm -hmm. can do it. It doesn't, you know, it's not about that. It's about you and what's in you and, you know, you believing in yourself. And I, and I love that because 
I love how your journey, you know, you definitely wanted to, you're at a point in, in time where you wanted to do counseling, you want to do, mm-hmm. you know, marriage family therapy. I know a lot of women that want that path, but unfortunately the program, you know, it's very strict and it's very, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's black and white. Like mm-hmm. that's what it is. You have to do it. There's no and if for buts, right? But I love how, you know, you, you found, you know, something else and you're like, you know what? Okay. I'm just going to keep on going. I'm going to try this. I'm gonna try that. Right. And it's almost like your journey prepared you to be at a life coach because Mm -hmm. there, you know, you, you know, it's just like, unfortunately with education, they have all these restrictions on what makes you a certified or a license. Right. Mm -hmm. And to a certain extent, yes. If you're going to be dealing with someone who has mental health issues, you know, and things like that. Yes, I can understand that. But also, I also wanted to, to confide in somebody who has these life experiences, right? Like if mm-hmm. I'm coming to you and I'm just like, oh my God, Kelly, like I have all these experiences or I feel like this or I feel like that or whichever, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be able to hear someone say, I went through that too. I'm still yes. going through that too. And this mm-hmm. is how I overcame it. It's like, you're giving me the blue book of right. how to, you know, be confident in myself, empower myself, you know, whatever fear obstacle that that's in my head, you know, you're helping me detangle that and find an alternate route, you know, and that's something that, that I, I, I admire about your post. Mm -hmm. Um, because anytime I see that, I'm like, you know what, you're right. Like I'll write something and -hmm. I'll forget about it. And somehow like you'll put something and I'm like, you know what, that's what I was going to do today. You know, yes. and, and yeah. sometimes it's just those, those reminders. It could be something mm-hmm. so simple as a quote or yes. a motivational speech or, or an emotion or, or an action, mm-hmm. right. That right. makes you want to do something. And I, I come across a lot of people and they're like, man, you do a lot of things. And I'm just like, why not? Why yes. do I have yes. to be one thing? Why do I right. only have to be apartment marketing? Right. Can't, right. I, why can't I go back to get my doctorate degree? I got BS for that, you know? I got BS for, oh, but you're a mother. Okay. And I got a BS because you have a full-time job or I got, you know, it's just like all these things. And I just Mm -hmm. got tired of people always telling me how I needed to live my life Mm -hmm. versus encouraging me or supporting me to say, you know what? You can't go get your doctor's degree. You can't be a business owner. You are Mm -hmm. a mother, you know, of two. You do have Mm -hmm. your own business. You do do housing education. You do have a podcast. Like, Right. Let, let right. me worry about me on how I'm going to do it. Don't right. worry about how I'm going to do it. It's going to get done. Yes. Yes. And so I got tired of always feeling that way of feeling, you know, that, that I was going to be, uh, like you said, like there's going to be mean girls out there that are going to just mm-hmm. hate on you. Right. And so mm-hmm. now I just, unfortunately, you know, you're always going to have that. It's just yeah. how to manage that learning right. to not to allow that emotion mm-hmm. to get to you to be like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe, right. I, maybe I can't be a marketer. Maybe I can't start. Right. Maybe I can't right. teach or do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's what I love about your platform and what Crown for Success is because it's mm-hmm. exactly that. It's found yeah. for success. Yes. For <laughs> you to be successful. <laughs> yes. You no, know, yes. it doesn't get as, you know, as uh, upfront as that. So yeah, tell great. everyone how, mm-hmm. t- just uh, tell us what's, what's coming up for you, you know, whether okay. it's a project or anything, and then where people can follow you. Because I know me and you, like every mm-hmm. podcast guest that I have, I can talk forever. So I'm so <laughs> sorry, you guys, if this podcast is long, 
but it's you know i wanted you to get the realness of me and diane because this is how mm-hmm. we talk like we yeah legit having a conversation we had a conversation before the call the podcast <laughs> right we just love connecting with each other and then we have to be like okay fine we got to record now you know <laughs> right <laughs> i want you guys to listen to this right so tell us what's coming up next and how everyone can follow you Okay, um, coming up next, I will have new designs um, for Kelly Diane Designs um, coming up in the next couple of months. Um, I um, will uh, be, well, am starting to launch my, um, the coaching business. So I'll have information on that. Um, I am also uh, have a book that I co-wrote with my sisters from um, Crown for Success that will be coming out in February. So look out for that. It does. I also talk about my experiences as growing up as a, a black girl in a predominantly white school. So uh, I think that will be, that'll be something you want to check out. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at um, the real Kelly Diane. And uh, that's Kelly with an I. <laughs> and then um, um, for my handbags and purses and products, you can follow me at Kelly Diane Designs. And I, I, I love connecting with everyone and meeting new people. So, and I will be sharing all, you know, everything that's coming out and coming up there. Perfect. I will also um, definitely add this information onto the, of her bio and her, and her Instagram handles as well. Um, I did do one recently when I was giving you guys a sneak peek of who I will be interviewing this week. So hopefully, hopefully you guys have a chance to, to follow her before then. If not, definitely follow her. Um, once you listen to this episode and I want to thank you I want to thank you for being a guest on my show this definitely will not be the first Um, Mm -hmm. as you can see Kelly has many projects coming up as do I right Um, and and I'm just so happy that we're thriving and we're continuing everything that we said we're gonna do we definitely hold each other accountable Mm -hmm. um on, on our future, you know, projects and, and our visions and, and, and anything that we have. And I'm so happy to have met you. I'm so blessed that yes. uh, Marina introduced us. Um, but I'm also happy yes. that everybody else gets to see what I get to see. They get to experience oh. the real Kelly Diane, right? <laughs> on all yes. Aspects. Uh, yes. Entrepreneur, educate advocate, you know, mm. you have a life coach. And so, um, Thank you so much, everybody, for listening to Latinas with Masters. Um, I want to thank again, Kelly Diane, for being our podcast guest. And I hope everybody has a blessed day. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye.